What's up, bench warmers? Welcome into episode 104 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant, presented by the Variety Sports Network. Grateful to be included in that uh, now worldwide conglomerate of independent sports podcasters. So if you haven't checked them out at Variety underscore sports underscore, you can check out their social medias, follow them wherever you're listening to this podcast as well. You'll get all of the Variety Sports Network shows, plus this episode every single Wednesday uh, at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. They go off central, so 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. This week, uh, we talk PLL. Nico is on site at DU over the weekend. We mentioned it on our social medias. Uh, we also talk a little bit about KD, some training camp fights that's been going on in the NFL, and then a deep dive into the AFC East. Spoiler alert, if you've heard this podcast before, the Jets are not high up on our list, as unfortunate. We tried. We tried, but it just didn't, didn't work out. Um, and, and then we do a, a cool start bench cut where Nico and I have to pick some of our our greatest players in our franchise's history. So you're going to want to stick around. Not fun. Those no, those grueling. It was, it was, it was hard. Oh. Really, really hard. Um, be sure, wherever you're listening, leave a five-star rating and a review on ours, as well as the Variety Sports Network pages. Tell a friend to check us out. Uh, it's been really cool. I texted you over the weekend. There's been a few people that have started to, to let me know this is where they get their sports news. So the fact that anybody in the world says that about our show is, is really awesome. Um, and you know what? I'm feeling good. You, you got a song that might be. We need an intro song, Jimmy. Well, well we, we got it. a cool one. We got Warren a cool Garrett's good, but man, the trumpets are different. We'll see. Uh, no, I guess we'll see. Oh, hold on. <laughs> If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. This episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, is presented by the Variety Sports Network. Follow them on social media at Variety underscore sports underscore and on your favorite podcasting apps to stay up to date with all the great shows coming from the Variety Sports Network. We have uh, some new friends with us, Jimmy. We had a couple couple shows joining us this week on the Variety Sports Network. How about that, eh? A couple of friends and one friend that uh, we actually had a relationship before Variety Sports talked to both of us. So I'd like to say that we're the, we brokered a deal. We bro- I don't know. I mean, I don't have any any experience negotiating, but I brokered the deal. I got uh, – if you don't know, we've been interacting with them. They talk a lot on, on our pages, at Fat Boy Fadeaway. Also join the Variety Sports Network. Uh, they also have football from across the pond, which is actually a U.K. NFL show. They give that perspective. So Variety Premier Sports League Network just, is, yeah, Premier, is worldwide. Yeah, Premier League just started. So yeah. you're going to want to touch in that all that soccer news right away they're an nfl you, show too they exactly focus mainly so. on the nfl it, so. it touches all all aspects from from the gay area so yep. so it's you love to see it even though they're the warriors fans kind of sucks but oh, they're good guys i guess yeah um i was i will say and this is why everybody this is my reasoning for everybody to follow variety sports on your favorite podcasting platform i was checking out the football from across the pond show and they were explaining the actual breakdown do you realize that there's different ways they don't sell tickets in the UK for the NFL games? Like they sell tickets in the U S obviously it's the different currency and everything like that, but they were explaining how 
you can either buy a package of tickets so you get to go to all of the games that they're bringing to the uk which is cheaper or you yeah. can buy one-off tickets that are like five hundred dollars it's it ain't it ain't cheap to go to an nfl game in in europe which is kind of backward you'd think that we were trying to give away tickets but no apparently they're very expensive it's, but uh, we put so we put some of the worst games possible out there the games i mean they don't know the difference they don't know the difference yeah <laughs> they they're really like don't, so. wow these these two teams are really trying they think they think it's the WNBA yeah they they look at us like wow those fundamentals and those teams are really trying hard and you get the Jaguars versus Jets in week fucking four yeah Yeah. if they (laughs) saw Tom if they saw Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow Justin Herbert Russell Wilson, I'll throw him in there for you. If they well, the Broncos do have one in London this year, so yeah. Uh, but but we did suck the last five years, so I guess uh, uh, if if they have one of those games where a quarterback like that plays, they have no idea what they think it's yeah. the greatest thing that they've ever seen. Uh, but that's why at Variety underscore Sports underscore. Be sure to follow us as well at FEOTV Pod. All of your podcasting platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and also subscribe to the Variety Sports Network on YouTube. Uh, also, if you want to check out Row One Brand. Uh, it's actually at the cool hub on Twitter. That's their Twitter handle, but row one brand, they sell vintage um, memorabilia jerseys, stuff like that. You can uh, go check their, check their website out and you get 15% off anything in the art gallery. When you co- use code VSP one five, that's one of the great variety sports network affiliates. So check out row one brand um, at cool hub on Twitter and uh, be sure to get some of, if you're a merchandise collector, like I know Nico collects merchandise, We'll have to post a picture. Yeah, the, the I see the jersey, oh, the New Jersey. We'll have to post a picture of the stuff that you have. I think I don't know if we've ever posted. People see it in the YouTube, but like the Dropbox of the jerseys that you have up behind us, we should post a picture of those. Yep, I got I got a wall there as because I'm look, I'm looking at my screen obviously. Wall yeah. there, I have the Stanley Cup towel there, Romo there. I have a Conor McGregor, uh, Donald, Donald Cerrone poster yep. from the fight. I have a That's bunch a, of random shit. I I. Because we're coming up on our anniversary here, I think it's next next Saturday is the actual two year anniversary of the podcast. But do you remember that was the Donald Cerrone Conor McGregor fight was like one of the last times that I had a center of attention podcast that you were the guest on because you went out there during college and you called in. I was sitting in like the back station in Gunnison, and that was uh, one of the last. That was the last time you were on the center of attention show before we started far into the bench. Um, so it's it's kind of cool how. Um, full circle right yeah coming all the way back full circle let's talk pll uh we posted on our social media variety sports did you have people come up and, and, and did you have anybody come uh, up and say, no, no one spot no one spotted me because it, we were, i was you can probably see i got some sun i'm, I'm a little tanner than i usually am i'm not spray tan oh don't was, worry you mean it was hotter to, than hades <laughs> where you were as well yeah if you're not watching on youtube i am tan as a mother trucker and burnt my legs are burnt to the crisp but but so, so i do not blame you guys for not wandering around and finding shade but yeah it was my first ever pll in person experience i haven't watched a professional lacrosse game outdoors since like middle school and it's been that long like i want to say it was the outlaws game the outlaws aren't anymore but outlaws game till july 4th or something when it was a firework game but it's been that long and i'll tell you what this league is in the right direction they couldn't have done it so bad. I'm so this week they brought back the uh, classic jerseys, quote unquote. So back in the day, colleges, universities wore mesh jerseys. Obviously, this jersey isn't mesh. I'm wearing my Baptiste DU guy jersey, Alice uh, uh, Baptiste jersey. 
but um, they wore mess jerseys, and it was such a cool throwback option. They sold merch like I have never seen before. I kid you not, half that stadium walked out with one of these jerseys, whether it be Atlas, Chrome, like Lipsticks, Arj, you name it. They, yeah. Everyone walked out with one of these old, these merchandise. That was so cool. And what venue? Where was the venue at? It was, it was at the University of Denver Stadium, okay. DU, where, where uh, the DU Pioneers play. It's it's yeah. obviously it built out. Obviously, it's a small stadium. It's not like yeah. Was, I, I would say probably like fifteen, maybe at at the yeah. high end, like fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it filled out very very well. Like it's, it, I was very very impressed. You could, it's funny, you could see all the like like it, it, the game has grown so much. I mean, I mean, especially in Colorado, there's a the amount of little du lacks. Um, Denver oh, League, it's two thousand. It's a two thousand seat um yeah. venue. I I, I guarantee. I promise you though, it was over 2000 plus seated into the into the uh, grass up above mm-hmm. but no they did an excellent job of getting to the youth having the youth play during halftime i mean you have you have the best players in the world all playing on the same weekend you have the first game of the weekend being cans versus archer or cans versus the woods my team the woods against the hometown kid, Asher Nolting, number zero, playing on the worst team in the league, unfortunately. Him and Lyle Thompson, which is the quote-unquote goat of lacrosse, basically just are the whole team, and the rest of the team just is ass. So a great game to start the weekend. Absolute banger on Friday night. Asher, Asher had this one play, man, where he, where he caught it on one end and talked to – if you go to our YouTube – or not YouTube, our Twitter page, you'll see – just search insane on our profile. You can pull up the video. Asher hocked the sucker across the field one-handed. Lyle Thompson basically had a layup. It was, it was immaculate. It was, it was one of the nicest plays I've ever seen. And on top of that, I mean, Gar- Ryder Garnsey had a sick goal. Can or not? The cans are are dying, but they they're just not a good team. They have two great attacks, and that's it. Yeah. Woods, we're looking up. We're, we're on the playoff race, so we got a shot here. Hey, so my that's water, all I'll say. My water dogs got a big dub on Saturday. The dogs, hey, got, go. dogs won five in a row. That's five in a row. Game in a hey. row. Yeah, hey, against a good that's team. That's their mo. That's their mo. Start off last place, and then you just climb. If you start off at the bottom, you can only go up from there. So that I, was, I feel. That, that was the game. That was the best game of the whole weekend. I'll be honest. That was the second game of, of Saturday. Well, you were and, treated to all four games were within five points. Oh, it was it was incredible. The second game overtime. Talk about talk about a, a, the dogs always fighting. The Atlas, which is the jersey I'm wearing, basically is Team Du quote unquote. They have Eric Law, who runs Denver 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 City Lacks, who's, who's one of the who's placed the Atlas, played at Arapahoe High School, played at DU, whole shebang, basically is Denver Lacrosse, yeah. plays on your team. Then you have Baptiste, the guy whose jersey I'm wearing, faceoff guy, best faceoff guy in the league, had a sick goalie too. Team that came off a major win last week against the Archers, who are looking for that top two seed in the playoffs, and you have the Dogs that that came off fighting. With one of the best goalies in Dylan Ward and net absolute animals. I mean, look at the end of the game. There it was I think thirty seconds left. And so if you're not familiar with the game across, you when you're man, when you're losing, it's basically you pull the goalie, except you pull the goalie and put him on another defender. So so you double the ball and you have the goalie go and guard another defender. So that way you can double the ball and try to get the ball back. They doubled the ball. Eric Law, who was the hometown guy, <laughs> turned the ball over right in the middle, trying to go for goal. Water dogs go the other end, tied up with I think 12 seconds left, somewhere around Oof. that line. 
winning overtime. Not fun to see if you're a DU lacrosse guy, but man, what a game. It, it was tough to see. Really, oh no, Elon. Oh no, don't do that, Elon. No, no, oh, fuck, he did it. And then the game winner was an absolute beauty uh, from the right hand side. But that was an incredible second game. The third game, we had a lightning delay. So on top of getting burnt, you know, really you play. had the chance to get electrocuted as well. Yeah, so chance to get electrocuted yeah. just because that's Colorado. Get burned on the inside and the outside. That's Colorado. So, so it's it, it, you can't really play the cross and, and lightning. So yeah. that well, kind of yeah, delayed it for two you're hours. You're kind of running around as like weather towers. A metal stick. <laughs> yeah, basically you're, gonna, you're a lightning. You're the tractor. grounding cord. Yeah, you're you're going to be where the lightning finds. That'd be not that it's funny, but not it, it's funny. But. Not ideal, but yeah, no, it was it was excellent. I think that they do such a great job of growing the youth game and 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 going to the bigger cities. But going to Salt Lake City next week, the game has grown so much. Like I said, I, I was talking with my buddies that obviously I play lacrosse with, and and I was telling them, I was like, man, think about this. Like the Outlaws, like they struggled to fill out three sections of a Mile High Stadium. Three sections. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about just a lower bowl. I'm talking about three separate sections of a lower bowl. You have this place being standing room only for games. That's exactly what you want. It's smaller, but the game is growing so much because you're playing the players the right way. You're giving them benefits. You're attracting to the younger fan base. It's doing all the right things. And, and, yeah. I, don't, and I know if you're like, well, lacrosse is a weird sport. Like It's not one of the bigger sports. I get it. It's not one of the bigger sports. But I'm telling you right now, this league is going to take off. It will be franchised. It will grow. The game's just getting bigger. This is a sport. If you're going to put – venture into capital into about being one of the bigger not biggest sports obviously it won't ever touch the nfl won't ever touch nba probably won't ever touch nhl rmb but could be that next fifth sport to be like hey might surpass mls at one point in the states because mls is not as big unless Messi comes over and that changes everything but that could easily pass them this Mm -hmm. is the sport you'll have because like i said it's it's just it's just so so beautiful because like i said i grew up playing the game my whole life i never played baseball i was yes my parents got bored of baseball way too early they watched one game i can't yeah i couldn't see your dad sitting they watched one they watched one baseball game they're like nope fuck no you're playing something else Mm -hmm. i played soccer and then Mm -hmm. you know what let's try this other game now and i freaking fell in love with the game of lacrosse played it for a year in college i mean it's a whole shebang so i could not be more excited i thought it was great experience they do such a well job Highlight of the weekend, obviously, was the guy in the little PP sixty nine jersey, custom jersey. The kid was like twelve years old too, and was and had that jersey. I thought that uh, was hilarious. Uh, but, un- yeah. Unfortunately, as a guy who's going to be teaching twelve year olds, that's right on. That's so right on, on that's on brand. Right like, on mm-hmm. Yep, you're gonna you bought that. You're gonna wear that there, and then you're never gonna be able to wear that jersey anywhere else. Or when you do, you're gonna get absolutely like can't wear that to school no can't wear that to your buddy's house the karens that see you wearing that jersey are just gonna have a fit uh i I, I do want to talk so for those who aren't aware pll as of right now as the way the league is structured now there is not a team represented in a geographic demographic there's certain kind of you you pick your team based on the guys that you know so the way nico was talking about the atlas having all the du guys if you're a du lacrosse fan it would make sense that then when you watch a pll game you'd be rooting for the atlas so the way that works now and i think it's actually good especially since this league is only i think in its like third or fourth year of existence that's why you're able to sell so many jerseys and your merch is pumping because you don't have to live in a certain area or a certain geographic region of the country to get a certain jersey like um 
I think about it as a Bengals fan living in Colorado, I cannot find, like if I see something Cincinnati that's in a store, I basically have to buy it because it's going to be the only thing that I see in the store for the next year. That's PLL can bring it their entire color scheme, every single team, all of the merchandise that goes with all of their teams. So they're able to build revenue that way. And they're getting their name out there because let's just say for argument's sake, the 2000 people fill up the bowl. I guarantee you 2000 people walked out with some sort of PLL merch or something that said PLL on it. So brand recognition right off the bat, and you're growing that brand recognition immensely. They are going to, at some point, I know Paul Rabel's talked about this and it's a logical step. Like you mentioned, they're going to franchise. I worry. I, so when they do go to franchise, do you think that these these people that are rooting for these teams based on the players, are they going to stick to having, because that's kind of the way the NBA is, you kind of root more for the players that, that you like instead of the, the team that's in your city. Is that going to help or hurt the fan fandom, the fanatics, and, and, and how is that going to affect the way that the league is perceived when they do go to the, the franchising and the geographics? That's, that's definitely a good question to ask. I mean, like when you think about, like I said, do you a bunch of you guys on that list? My Woods, basically, their whole defense is all Notre Dame. You talk about the lipsticks are all from Maryland. I mean, you name it. It has all the geographical things. And I think they're going to try to do it based upon the teams, if I were to guess. So, like, if I were to guess there's a team that they picked the team Colorado, it would probably be the Atlas just because of, of, of those ties to those players. The one thing that worries me, obviously, is how they do it necessarily. Because I think the league, like I said, I think there's, there's, there's only, I want to say, 20, 25 guys on each roster. There's a, and there's only eight teams. That, there's a lot of great lacrosse players out there in the box leagues and the other leagues that you can grow this league to 10 to 12 teams in the next four or five years very, very easily. Are you so able that, to play box and PLL? Yes. Does, does it line so, up seasonally? It, it does, but doesn't. So Zed Williams, who was the MVP of the first year that the season, the, the PLL went on, plays for the man. Uh, I, I, there, there's a lot of players. Colorado man, people don't know Mammoth. It's Colorado Mammoth. It's a box team that plays there. We're there's just lot, we're hammering yeah. out all the sports that we never talk about in the exactly, last couple weeks. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's it's they can play both, but it interferes with the first half of the year, I guess. So so Zed didn't play the first three four games because he was in the PLL or not the PLL, the the indoor lacrosse league um, championship of the Mammoth, and obviously won. So that case comes into a factor of a lot of things where I think that obviously the draft for the college players was before the tournament ended, which I think they could change that. There's a lot of different factors. I think the thing with, 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 um, with, with, with franchising in cities that they should do and that you should lean towards is taking the, yes, this is a weird another outside reference, but the Call of Duty League spectrum of it, where they travel to each city, they travel to LA, Minnesota, uh, um, Chicago, Dallas, you name it. And, but it's a home team hosting that city. So basically, like, it's, it's the Denver Atlas's team that, that, that the Denver Atlas team that has, that so, they're hosting the weekend. So that so makes, all, yeah. So it'd be basically the same setup that they would do now, except you'd have a city associated a with team. the name of the team. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it'd be Denver Atlas's uh, a weekend or whatever. And all mm-hmm. the teams travel to Denver for that tournament, but the, the Atlas are the premier game or the, the Sunday night game or the Saturday night game or whatever. I think okay. that's the approach you got to take to it because I think the game of the cross is – the games are too short to have one game one weekend, right? One yeah. game and it, one it would be like a, It would be like hockey where you have to play like 80 games, hockey, Three, basketball. Games. 
and yeah, and in the playoffs should be. Um, I don't know how how does the play do the playoffs work? It's one game. Yeah, I don't know if I I necessarily <laughs> agree with that, but it, it here's the good thing about the other really good thing about the PLL and what I've loved about because Paul Rabel has been on Pardon My Take a lot, and and I'm an avid listener of that podcast, and it's cool to see. Um, for as much shit as we talk about the MLB and the NHL, not really putting any emphasis on social media or trying to grow in different ways that are available to them. Now the PLL is doing like, uh, I think they added in the two point line. They've been adding in rules and they test them into the all-star game and then try and put them into effect. And they're not just blowing smoke saying like, we'll take suggestions for new rules. They're actually seeing if they make sense and then trying to implement them. And that's what's really going to, I mean, it's not it's not something that you want to really do every year you kind of want to keep the same rules and and you'd like to be as universal as possible but really if if the league keeps going the way that it's going i know of very few people obviously i'm not in the lacrosse circles uh me at lax bros other than yourself didn't really didn't really jive and your brother for a summer when we threw him in net you see he was never a lax bro and yeah he he just got stuck in the net because he was as big as the net was um no, these guys, I think this is going to be where the money is. And these guys are going to be the the lacrosse players that I do know that played. Um, I mean, think about if, because uh, I know Mike Marine was a huge lacrosse player in this region and then ended up going to Princeton. Like this would be something he could be a stud and and he's a marketable guy. You have enough marketable lacrosse players um, that you can even change the narrative surrounding the entire outlook. Cause right now, if you think of lacrosse player, you think Duke lacrosse player and frat boys yes. and, and, base, and basically just fuck boys. That's, yes. That's really you think of like the worst, the worst human possible that you ever met in college. Um, I'd say them and the actual frat guys. And most of the time they ended up being the same person. So it, it goes hand in hand. Um, what is, what is one rule that you so I, I, I love the two point line. The two point line. I, I okay. Love the two point. I think, is there a I think rule that, that they put in that's different that you don't necessarily like? I, I think some some of the the the, uh, the penalty rules are a little interesting. Um, the one minute majors, the or two one minute minors, two minute majors. Some of those are little blurry lines. I think you got to nail that down a little bit better. Um, because some hits, some some guys just blow people up, and there's nothing called. And there's some hits that you're like, "Come on, man, you gotta let this roll." That happens with every sport, though. So they gotta define that a little bit better. They, but, yeah. like, the the one thing that I just love that more than anything of what they've done is this ESPN deal. Talk talk about we don't we can talk enough good about the NHL getting on ESPN. These guys Friday Night Lacrosse was on ESPN News. Mm-hmm. Look, it wasn't the most watched thing in the world. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was. It was was definitely comparable to, like, the CFL games they've been running on Friday nights. Exactly. ESPN News Friday night game had professional lacrosse here in Denver, Colorado on the TV. That was incredible for the sport enough. I get the NBC deal with Peacock was nice the last two years. This uh, kicks into a whole nother gear. You have the deal with Champion, which provides all your clothing line. You have the deal with Vineyard Vines. You have the deal with Warrior Lacrosse. ESPN, you have all of the right backers. There is not enough good people behind the scenes. The Rabel brothers, Michael, Mike, and Paul both – 
have just done so, so, so good. They haven't mm-hmm. fucking missed. The only thing that they've done wrong is Paul Rabel hasn't want, uh, uh, didn't fucking do shit in this league as a player because he traded himself to a terrible team that was worse yeah. than the team he got traded from. So that's he the only bad the, thing he did. He did the opposite of what everybody would do in that situation. And instead of putting himself on the team that was definitely going to win or have a shot to win, he put himself on the worst team to try and be – he was trying to be – it was more of a Matt Duchesne-ish style wow. style move. Um, he was also like – he made his bones in, in the other professional lacrosse league. And, yeah, yes, and he would – if this was – unfortunately, it took a guy like Paul Rabel to come up with this idea. But imagine if you were able to actually use Paul Rabel in his prime. Like that would be – we would be talking about this – pushing probably MLB ratings right now. I don't, I'm not saying like on the same scope of, of selling merchandise or being that big, bringing in that much revenue, but you would have legitimate questions as to, Oh, am I going to watch this uh, MLB game? That's post all-star break kind of in the postseason run, or am I going to turn on whip snakes versus the water dogs and see if the water dogs can keep their win streak going? I mean, I don't think that, I don't know if that's the next game coming up. Uh, I just had the standings pulled up here. So real quickly, uh, Whip Snakes seven and one. They are winning. What's, There's a three way. They're they're what Zach they're, Williams and Matt they're the Randall. truth. Oh, they're the truth. But they're they're a problem. They're a problem. There you go. Uh, Atlas, Chrome, and Water Dogs all tied at five and three. That's basically your. They're tied in second, uh, separated by point differential. Uh, the Archers four and four. Your Woods are three and five. The Chaos are two and six. And the cannons are one and seven. So that's the way that the PLL is sitting right now. If you had to pick, are you picking the whip snakes to win it all? Or are you given because um, now that I, I know it's one game give, elimination? I kind of want to give my team a little bit of love. The Woods may have a shot here because they have Cocannon in there. That's an absolute stud. They have they have some the good goaltending wins you wins you playoff games in hockey and lacrosse bowl. So I and look, look, that's why Chaos won last year. Rick or Blaze Riordan, yes, that's a real name. Blaze Riordan, the goalie for the chaos, basically stood on his head and was the best player in the playoffs last year. And that's how the chaos won it all. Look at them this year. They have done awful, not as good, not firing offensively. is not what they were last year. So mm-hmm. whoever gets a high goaltender, whoever gets a high end offensively, I look at I look at the Atlas and I look at that firepower between Jeff T and Chris Gray. And I'm like, damn, this this attack line is just unreal with Elaw too. I have to like I said, I'm I'm a bandwagon Atlas fan because I like BU lacrosse. So so but I but I'm gonna have to say Atlas because the winner it can pull us off here because they have the goaltending and they have the, the offensive firepower. They they lack a little bit defensively, but that goaltending back there can help you big time. So if I were to bet, I would say Atlas because I think the whip snakes are still a little banged up injury wise. Um, but don't sleep in my woods. Parkovich, Charlie Bertrand is an absolute animal too. So, yeah. so there, there's there's some dogs out there. The water dogs too. Five games on Street. That that's the sleeping team. Look, you can bet on these guys only on one app. I'm not going to say the app because we're not sponsored with them. Mm-hmm. No free yeah. shoutouts. But you can only bet on them on the one app. If you're betting men, you throw money on the dogs because the water dogs. It's usually the team that's hottest at the end of the year. We're coming to the end of the year. Water dogs right now are red, red hot. Mm-hmm. They're. Uh... Uh, does everybody make the playoffs? Do all eight teams no, have a shot? Seven of the eight teams make it. Seven of the eight teams. So, okay. was... Poor Asher and Lyle Thompson aren't going to make the playoffs as good of an offense as they have, and they're one and seven. So. Oh, oh, my God. It just clicked. I was asking everybody over the weekend what grade Asher would have been in, and he was the year under us. Under and us. I had 
I'll have one. I think I have one class with either him or one of his buddies. Oh, uh, okay. I just, was, it just, he was unreal. Like, he, yeah. like did you not? He was all that I, in a box of cookies. I so. was, I, I remember what it was. I had, um, uh, Weiss as one of my teachers my senior year, and he was all Asher was always hanging around Weiss's classroom because that's what all little cross players like to do, oh, hanging around Weiss's here. classroom. Um, okay, I don't have I, I will be turning on more PLL as it comes, uh, especially when we get towards the playoffs and if the water dogs are because I didn't, I didn't watch until the playoffs last year and the dogs they were in the championship match. Now, did they did they win? No, they lost because it's the water dogs, but uh, they did go from worst to first in that season and they won the regular season championship, if I remember correctly. Hey, like so said, don't sleep on the dogs. Cup. It's the president's cup, though. That's okay. The okay. <laughs> in, in a sport that's this young, I'll take a president's trophy right now because there's that's only tough. like three other teams that have actually won a championship. It's not like the NHL where. If you're celebrating President's Trophies, Montreal can look down to their nose at you and go, 25 Stanley Cup championships? Yeah, that's what oh, we what? have. <laughs> exactly. um, that's, uh, we're we're going to transition here. And before we do, if you are checking out, looking for some tasty treats, it's actually a Facebook page is where you can find it. But search AAA's Treats on Facebook. That's a, a group there. And if you use uh, – if you mention Variety Sports Network – at any point during your order. So when you order here on Facebook and you mentioned Variety Sports Network, you'll get 10% off of your full order. And, and it's not just sports themed uh, bakery stuff. It's whatever you have in mind. If you have a, a special occasion coming up um, or looking to get a specific like Halloween, you can get Halloween cakes made uh, through AAA's treats. And when you mention Variety Sports Network, you get 10% off there. So another great perk that the Variety Sports Network has for all of you bench warmers. And, um, we go from basketball to now the hardwood, or excuse me, we go from lacrosse to basketball, and we go to the hardwood, uh, except it's more off-season stuff. But that's what the NBA is here for. The NBA is really, really popular around like April to June, and then June to October, and then October until Christmas, it's, it's dead. Football, it's, yeah. uh, football is absolutely stomping it out of its out of existence. Um, but then it, it'll it'll start up again once the Christmas Day games hit. But what is going on? Kevin Durant is is now making more waves. He decided that he more wasn't trade, getting more trade news. And I love Twitter. You don't know what basketball Twitter is. You're missing out. It is the best part of Twitter. I'll, it's like a I'll free live, soap I'll, opera. I will die on this shield. KD goes and sees Joe Sai, which is the owner, who's actually fun fact is a co-owner of of the PLL. So little small nugget there but he's also the owner of the nets and he goes to him and he says hey it's either me or it's steve nash and and sean marks which is the head coach obviously in the gm steve Sai or or joe Sai comes out to where it says i have full trust in my and 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 my employees we will uh, i will do what is in best interest of the brooklyn nets and that kid did not have Twitter decided to have a field day. It was like, oh, my God, it's KD versus the Nets. Is he going to hold out? Is this, that, another thing? And then on this, you have Kyrie Saga, too. It's, it's popcorn. Sit back and watch these idiots fight each other for no reason. It's hilarious. You still have Boston in the way. Are they at odds now? Are, are right? Kyrie and, and KD not on the same page anymore? Kyrie said if KD's not there, he'll still play in Brooklyn. So this guy is all over the hallucinations yes. that Aaron Rodgers was talking about. Because I would not want to be on that team without Kevin Durant. So that team is not very good. But, man, I, it's it's uh, KD losing it's it. It's such KD. a shame that Joey Tribbiani isn't a player in the NBA because the soap opera that we're witnessing – 
Because Kyrie, not two, not two weeks ago, said that he would rather die. I'm, I'm obviously hyperbolizing here. He would rather die than play in Brooklyn. And now KD's not even going to be there. And he's like, yep, yeah, no, I remember burning my sagebrush, sagebrush here. I'm actually good staying. And then we get the, and then we cut to commercial. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then the pre- and then I'm coming out of commercial break. The president of the team goes like, I have full trust in my employees. And people are like, holy yeah. fuck. Man, it's just a hard transition. And you're like sitting there like going, oh, I... I don't really see how this is relevant, but I guess we're here now. Um, it's, it's hilarious. And then, so you have that going on. And then you have Paolo Banchero and DeJounte Murray going at each other in pickup games because because DeJounte Murray uh, uh, dis- basically posterized Paolo and then unfollowed him on Instagram. When Paolo went on and went following him, and then DeJounte said he's a soft-ass bitch, that he'll, he'll eat his ass for breakfast. No, he didn't say that. They said something like that. And it was a whole thing. The man. translation got lost there. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole thing. And then you have Bones fighting former Denver Nugget for about a month, Brandon Godwin in another pickup game. It is – you talk about training camp fights, we'll talk about here in a minute. That is what summer league basketball is. These guys pick find a pickup game, the Drew League, the, the, the Maryland League, you the whatever league and they'd be like you know what i don't fucking screw up on these fools i'm not better than you i can't do this in a normal game because i'll get fined but since i'm not wearing my jersey you're not wearing your jersey and we're not on national television i'm gonna fight your ass right here because that's exactly what's happening oh that's the one thing that i wish the aba was able to carry over was the brawls because that's what that's what that was good for and if you've seen semi-pro you know exactly what i'm talking about commercial break Cameras are off. Everybody lose. Somebody hits somebody. Somebody, yep. What? It's, uh, it's it's grade A just comedy. Grade A offseason doesn't like no other. I yeah. don't care what the NFL offseason says. I don't care what NHL MLB has to say. And no one does the offseason more dramatically and more exciting than the NBA does. <laughs> it's something else. I mean, it's on it's on another level all on its own. And there's nothing that comes close to it, nothing that touches it. Um, are is there any? Are we good that's, to transition to NFL training training camp? That's, um, that's really what the that's what the off season and the training camps are there for. It's you get so worked up going against the same person over and over that there's gonna be. I can't remember. Oh, I I really can't. Even when we were like in middle school, we were psychotic and and having little little dust ups after certain drills and and hitting people like. <clears throat> We attracted such a crowd. We went down to South Florida, and they love their football in South Florida. And this team from Cherry Creek, Colorado, went down there, and we were popping pads and just got people to come around us. And they're they like, heard these, these boys are hitting. They, and we're all best friends. We, we love each other. But they I love loved hitting. Like, Nico and I loved making each other hurt more. We, we would get the same scar because we had the Why same pad that was busted. And right across the bridge of our nose because we hit with our head first. The way that you're, hey, by the way, I'm a coach now. So the way that you're not supposed to, not supposed we, to exactly. we hit with our head first. Um, but no, training camp fights are are something that you can you can either choose to look into or choose not to. There's been a lot of talk because it's one of the first times that I can remember hearing about this. But Trevor Penning, he's an offensive lineman that I was talking about around the draft. He's the stud out of Northern Iowa. Uh, he got removed from training camp for fighting the, the Saints coaches yeah well the three days in a row the Saints coaches are like we literally can't get anything done with you on the field 
because nobody is not here's the thing is he i wouldn't say that he's super dominant you're not like he's not a quentin nelson as he's coming into this nfl league but he is doing something i i like to pride myself i used to be able to talk especially on the line i i could think a little bit quicker on my feet than a lot of the other guys as i got into high school especially when i went to the camps and during the training camp you can just because you're so close and you're just you have so much downtime you can kind of figure something out and get get under somebody's skin but he is like he is so far inside the Saints defensive lineman's head right now. I don't think he's doing anything that's malicious or extra, but he has got them feeling some type of way about themselves, and they just want a piece of him. And to his credit, he's not backing down from any of them. Uh, he's taking away time from from the Saints getting better and actually being able to run a play on offense. What do you see? So if you're the coach of the Saints now – what are, you, what are you saying when you go into your coach's meeting behind closed doors? Because they're going to say out front, we shouldn't have this many fights all in a row. Behind closed doors, what are they saying? First of all, behind closed doors, they're like, all right, this guy, he's got the dog in him. But for fuck's sake, leave some of that dog in you. I don't need to, I don't need to fucking kill Cameron Jordan fucking every other, every other play because he's lined up against you. That's my all-pro defensive end over there. We play every day. The other thing I want to say before I talk about the coaches, did you see his interview in, in college? They asked him, or no, he was being interviewed by some guy. And he, he, he told the ask me what my favorite part about football is. And then the reporter repeated it back to him. He waited five seconds. He said, physically assaulting the other person. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? This uh, guy, come I- this guy he shouldn't have brought him. that up. I'm gonna. This is gonna turn into a different show real quick. And, and the way he fucking said it, but like I kid you not, it was fucking chilling. I'm like, holy fuck, this guy needs help. So, yeah. so, so like, when, when Louis like says, a... when, when Louis says it, it's fucking like yeah, because we heard Louis. He's like, I want to beat that other guy more than he yeah. wants to beat me. I, I want to say, so I want to say he. Put, the way he put it was moving a man against his will is one of the most satisfying feelings of all time. That's the way Louis said it. And that's, that's classy. Hits. That hit, that's classy. That hits yeah. hard. Say, I want to physically assault the other person. Like, what is, ask me what my favorite part of the game is. What's your favorite? It sounded like Buffalo, like you see Silence of the Lamp, Buffalo yeah. Bill, physical, physically assaulting somebody. On the football field, I can punch him in the helmet. What? I, like, get, what? Phys- I get physicality, but come on now. Well, well it back uh, a are we bit. being a little unfair here? Did you see the drill Aaron Donald was doing? I'm also <laughs> there's a lot of bullshit. How do you get that? How do you get signed up as that guy? Like, how do you get the guy that's that Aaron Donald gets to just choke you? Like, okay, here we go. As you're listening to this, the day the day before this coming out, Hard Knocks came out. So I I'm sure Dan Campbell did some bullshit that's similar to that. So did you see the clip of his speech? I'm just waiting oh. on that to happen. So don't don't expect that not to happen. But it is it is grade A humor. I yeah. kid you not. I'm and if I'm a coach, I'm like, this is great. But but I I don't take what this guy says a lot for grant for verbatim because I don't necessarily love everything he says. But Matt Richesi said the best. At some point, some of those call some of those fucking penalties, some of those things you're doing are penalties. That hurts your team at some points. You're yes. going to have to fucking yeah. dial it back. You cannot ragdoll players every other play and fucking lay on their ass because that's going to get cost your team 10 yards. Mm-hmm. So, so at some point, you're going to have to be like, hey, I, I want the physicality, but you're going to have to fucking keep the shit in check. 
Yeah, I mean, there's because the last thing I need is you pushing somebody, somebody after the penalty because you're not in Northern Iowa anymore. You're not playing the children of the poor anymore. You're playing the best of the best in football. That the grown ass men that you think that they see that tape and they're going to line up against you are going to take a light on you? Hell no. So you're going to have to learn to take it back because they know they get under your skin and they won. That's the defensive line's mentality. You get under the opposing. The opposing offensive lineman's skin, and where they get pissed off to the point you've won already. They've already fucked up their assignment two more times. Off that, they've already they've already checked out at least for one holding call or one one offsides penalty. You name it, you're already in their head. That's the last thing you need to do. So well, yeah. you better get this in check because if you're the Saints, you're lovely physicality, but man, get your shit together, boy. You you appreciate the want to. Um... It's the classic line from from Major League Two when Willie Mays is hitting home runs and one of the guys sits there next to the coach and goes, Wow, Willie's got some power off a guy who's gonna be bagging groceries in two weeks. Like you're you're like I I I said it. I like to talk, I like to get under people's skin when I played. It's a fun way to play. Sometimes it's it's the way guys stay engaged, um, because it gets monotonous and it's tough. It's it's not this it's not the most fun thing to go out to practice every day and get into 45 the equivalent of 45 car car crashes. You got to figure out a way to put yourself out there, but yeah, it's, it's going to be different because think about the, just the D tackles that he has in, in his division, he's playing for new Orleans. He's going to be facing Vita Vea and it's not in Dominican Sioux anymore, but JPP like that defensive line, just in Tampa, you're seeing them two times and you're, you're like, if you try Vita Vea is bigger than everybody. That's that's the thing that nobody realizes. He's bigger than everybody. He makes everybody look like a child. So you try and get under his skin, he's just gonna twist your head off. He's just gonna you don't need that anymore. And Vita Vea is gonna absolutely run over you. Now, uh, I think that uh, you, as a coach, I think you gotta cultivate this, but you also gotta remind him, like, let's see what happens when we get to these joint practices, when you're going against the other team's best. Because right now, all we have is is the second team. Because we're not having you go against Cam Jordan, especially knowing how you are. I, I There's no way that they're having those two guys go against each other at camp. Because it's you're just instigating it at that point as a coach. And if you're, if you're the Saints, you don't put them against one another. Because right now, Cam Jordan is much more valuable than Trevor Penning. That's a fact of the matter. That's my all-pro DM that we just gave a fucking fuckload of money to. This little shithead offensive tackle thinks he's hot shit and that he's going to one-up everybody. You can do it at points. There's spots you can do it. Every every young guy should take a fucking shot at somebody. That's that, I think I'm a firm believer in that. If you're going to earn respect on the team or respect on your team, you fucking go against the number one guy at some point and have some respect. But you don't fucking do it 100 times in one practice. You don't do it to everybody because at some point, you're going to get somebody hurt and those fuckers are not going to like you just as much. So it turns mm-hmm. into a bad, bad scenario. So so I, like I said, kudos to the guy for being tough. But get to a live game, that shit ain't fine. Yes, I agree with you. Um, let's uh, before we get into our topic here. Reminder: you can go to in the clutch sports. That's uh, I have the URL pulled up here. So in the clutch.com and you get 10% off your whole order when you use code variety sports. That's one word, all capitalized variety sports, and you get 10% off your order from in the clutch. That's another apparel site, another affiliate of the variety sports network and us here at the far end of the bench podcast. We are moving through episode 104. We've been going through our divisional previews a little bit. Uh, we did the AFC North with the Bengals, talked a little bit about how 
the Bengals represented the uh, AFC in the Super Bowl last year and, and looked to be on track to at least win the division. At least that's the way that we both saw it. Uh, Ravens, Steelers, and Browns as well. Uh, we did mention, we already talked about it. We'll probably save that. I, I want to do a little bit more research on what exactly is going on with the Deshaun Watson situation afterwards because we talked about it before the appeal. The NFL did appeal, but I'm not quite sure what the timeline or, or how everything like that is going to work. So we'll we'll give that a little bit more time to set. But we're going to talk now. Uh, the AFC East, it's not been on the same level of dramatic as the NBA offseason, but the AFC East has had its fair share of hiccups so far. Um, you can go back to the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson, uh, the Cougar, Cougar hunter. Uh, pun intended there. I did that one on purpose. Hopefully you guys got what I did. Uh, the uh, Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady less, and now Bill Belichick not having an offensive defensive coordinator in New England Patriots. We're talking about the AFC East uh, and it's the Bills division to lose question mark. I would say so. It seems pretty solid. Uh, just looking back at the way things ended for the 2021 season, the Bills 11 and six won. Uh, their division obviously lose to the Chiefs in the division round of the, pl- of the playoffs in a wild, wild game. Uh, ended up having the offense with the ball last, ended up winning. Patriots 10 and 7, they were second. Uh, Miami at 9 and 8 did not make the playoffs. And New York 4 and 13 also did not make the playoffs. Um, but New York did look good or better than they had towards the end of the season. They did get a win over the Bengals. I, uh, Better uh, as compared to a lot, Jimmy. <laughs> well, better than better than zero and seventeen, one and sixteen. Uh, let's see, they were better than I think they had the fourth pick in the draft, so they were better than two other teams. Three other teams. Three. Uh, maybe they had the third pick because it was the Lions at three and thirteen. I think the Giants, and then it was the Jets. So only two oh, teams were worse. Almost, it was, oh, it was, it was the Jags. Jags yeah, yeah, the Jaguars were the other team that was before them. Um, so that's that's the way 2021 ended and and let's let's move into what we feel about 2022 um so i'll i'll go ahead i'm pulling up the schedules do you actually do you want to start with the stephen ross situation let's start with this because okay because it flew under the rug obviously during the yeah it's been something like it this has been going this has been ongoing since the brian flores uh he came out and announced that he was going with the lawsuit against the dolphins but this is actually finally some of the repercussions that we're seeing from that, uh, which is kind of funny because if you really read into it, it looks like a familiar foe was the one who had the NFL continue to dig in this situation. And it happened to do, we, we kind of made fun of him as being a senile old man and having to label white Brian and black Brian in his phone started to look like Bill Belichick might have done that little whoopsie on purpose because the NFL continued to look into what the Miami Dolphins were doing. And oh my goodness, um, as a team punishment, I don't remember seeing something like this uh, ever. So this is just for, for Stephen Ross alone. He was fined one and a half million dollars, uh, which for him is like, he, he just found that in his wallet or in his glove compartment on the way into the facility. So the fine, uh, okay, it's like a slap on the wrist. Suspended from the facility until October 17th, which is after the sixth game of the Dolphins season. I think they lose a first-round pick uh, for the next two years. They lose their first-round pick. I think they lose their third-round pick. And that is over uh, what has now been confirmed as tampering 
uh, with Tom Brady twice, once while he was in New England, once while he was in Tampa Bay. Also, the the situation where he might have been telling Brian Flores, hey, let's lose a couple games because we can get a better draft pick. Um, Our guy, I don't think Tua is our quarterback. So all of the things that I've been getting shit for might actually have had some backing. Uh, It looks like Stephen Ross was doing some nefarious things, uh, and that's putting it lightly. Like, this is... This is some of the slimiest stuff that we've seen from behind the scenes. Uh, it's stuff that we were kind of talking a little bit before we were recording. This is kind of something that's common practice in the NBA where you tank, you uh, purposely don't play your stars. They have load management days or you get a random injury and don't have to play your, your best players. First time that I've really seen this in the NFL and uh, boy, can you definitely don't make the league look bad. Now, if you do something to out and out and out embarrass the league, Sexual felonies, notwithstanding, if you do something that out and out, uh, I'm being sarcastic. Please, please know that I'm being sarcastic when I say that. You will get the hammer brought down on you. Uh, Stephen Ross is in some some deep water here. It's 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 funny. We talked about a month ago, two months ago. Did the Dolphins tank? Obviously, they weren't tanking. <laughs> well, they were tanking. But I don't know. Were, it, maybe they. Maybe it was they offered, were. and I think Brian Flores had too much integrity and then Stephen Ross was like cool I'm gonna fire the black guy <laughs> it's, it's, and that's it's, probably how that conversation went it's it's interesting I mean that's a lot of draft capital that you just gave up like, like think about it the Dolphins you already you already trade a lot away for Terry Kill let's not forget you just yeah. you just trade a lot of draft capital for a star number one wide receiver to go with your unproven quarterback and number two receiver Jalen Waddle I mean like if this doesn't work out for the Dolphins, they're in deep water as it is. But man, I I, don't, I have no idea what to think about this because th- this is as this is as heavy as the Deflate Gate. This is as heavy as the Spygate Gate uh, 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 punishments. Mm-hmm. And this is and, and look, if you're Tom Brady, the the Patriots, Bill Belichick's heard like a rumor swirling around that Tom was talking to the other teams during the season. You knew he fucking brought these up. He was like, oh, it's a team in my division? Oh, I'm not seeing Tom twice a year. Screw that. He's not going to the Dolphins. He can go to the AFC where I maybe see him once a year, if that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. The NFC. Or the NFC, sorry. The NFC where I maybe see him once a year. No, thank you. Get the hell away from me. Right, that's not happening. And, and it's, it's funny. The Dolphins, they, they have this miraculous plan to bring in Sean Payton, to bring in Tom Brady, and here you are stuck with Portula. Right, I mean, I mean, like, look. At least, look, we, look. Obviously, I'm not comparing Tua to Joe Burrow. I'm not comparing Tua to the Lamar Jacksons of the world. But you have to have some trust, right? You have to have, you have, to have some faith in your top five drafted quarterback, a guy that won a national championship in college, actually two national championships in college, the, a guy, a guy that was a Heisman. Was he a Heisman winner? He, uh, he never won finalist. it, but he was a finalist. He was a finalist. I know he was a finalist. He was a finalist. A guy that was he might have been uh, – I think he was SEC freshman of the year that year they won against Georgia when he had the miraculous mm-hmm. overtime comeback. Um, and then he might have won it again that year that he got hurt. Um, either, either way, talk about teams that, that – look, look he, he has been two full years in the season in the league right now, right? He, he had that stupid rule where they kept him on throw throw or uh, pitch instead of pitch count on throw count where, where they threw in Ryan Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter. Remember that thing? What was it last year or two years ago? 
Where they have that whole thing. I, I honestly, I we've had so much slander against the Dolphins for what they've been doing the last few years. It's hard to, for me to remember what we have and haven't given them crap for. Like, like they have some talent. They just, it's like I said, it's it's a one of the biggest kerfunkles to be to what finish second in this division, if that. Like like, like you, I, I highly nowhere, this team is nowhere near where Buffalo is. No, I'd be highly surprised if they're number two, which. I'll, I'll, but because you have one of the worst teams in the division, and you have and you have a team that's possibly on the decline, you may sneak into a wild card position. But that's it. But now, if you look at the other AFC teams, the the AFC West has probably going to get at the minimum two, possibly three or four. You look at the the AFC North. You have a Super Bowl, a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, a team that has not, has, hasn't had a losing season, and. 15 years and a, and a, a team, team that's going to be a, f- a former MVP quarterback in them MVP quarterback on his team. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, and, and look, the AFC or the South, South is, is, is kind right. of a shit show. So that's the one outlier, but there's a lot of different variables you'll see here. And if you're the dolphins, like I said, you don't, I don't, I don't think that this puts them above everybody. I don't think Tyreek Hill, look, Tyreek Hill may be a, still a really good, a top 10 fantasy receiver in New England. That's because of, just because of his production and the ability to put him in the systems. But man, if their head coach, I forgot who their coach is. It's I, from I, San Francisco. I, he, he's one weird nerdy looking motherfucker. O'Connell? Not O'Connell. O'Connell's oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, O'Connell's it's, the little guy. it's the It's the little guy. It's a little guy with the glasses and the nerd. He was a coach on the Broncos too. Mike McDaniel. McDaniel, that's right. So, so if he can cook up something, maybe you got something brewing. But like I said, I I see what the Dolphins do, and I see what the rest of the AFC did, and I'm like, I don't love this. I don't love this at all. Mm-mm. I I don't love it. I mean, I I think that the Dolphins overperformed, like outperformed themselves last year. I think that they. They won a few games that they probably now that the the investigation has come out. They won a couple of games they were probably trying to lose. I think that the Jets maybe did the same thing because the the Dolphins and the Jets both beat the Bengals. And to me, with the season that the Bengals had and knowing what they were able to do in the playoffs, that is is still just puts my mind in a pretzel thinking about. Uh, here's where I land in this whole situation. I think that there's probably more. The, the response that, that Stephen Ross issued, I strongly disagree. This is a, a direct quote. I strongly disagree with the conclusions and punishment. However, I will accept the outcome to avoid any distractions from the Dolphins starting an exciting winning season. So he doesn't agree with, like, these allegations are totally unfair and unjust, and I don't, lo- don't like them, but I'll go ahead and sit out the punishment because I don't want to be a distraction. Here's what that tells me. You know that if they continue to dig, they're going to find whatever they want. The more that they dig, they're just going to continue to come up with gold. Apparently, that's the way that you ran your organization. This is a way for you to kind of kowtow. You gave Roger Goodell, honestly, I think Deshaun Watson's probably looking over to Miami and like saying big ups because he, he's probably not going to get the punishment that he deserves because of this because now Stephen Ross has allowed Roger Goodell to come down, be the bad guy, and absolutely hammer you with – violations that we haven't seen since you're right the the deflate gates the spy gates like this is something that the nfl doesn't do often but uh roger goodell made a point to uh this this is not going to be tolerated you cannot tank in the nfl the nfl is, is their market is based on teams being successful so if you tank 
you are hurting the NFL's bottom dollar. And that is one thing that the NFL doesn't stand for. If you take money out of their pockets, uh, it's. You do anything to, to at least look at the integrity of the game, of, of the game on the field, uh, you're done for. On turning off the field, <laughs> it's okay. Everybody move on, right? As long as there's no money or gambling involved, then it's not hurting the quote integrity of the game. Uh, it oh, looks even worse oh. with all the different campaigns that you've tried to launch it being woke, quote unquote. Uh, the NFL hasn't actually done jack. Uh, all of the stuff that they've they've promised, they have not followed through with a single thing. Uh, because it's the NFL, they get away with it. That's yes, the yes. reality of it. It's because they fucking got 5 million views on a damn preseason Hall of Fame game. That's why they don't care. And that Hall of Fame game was brutal to get through. Hey, they hit the over, although my foot, hey, there's three seasons right now coming up. There's there's fantasy football season, there's betting season, and then there's the NFL season with my Bronx. Right now, betting season is off to a great start, baby. 1-0, the over hit. You'll love to see it. Betting season is on. Shout out board. Kyle Sloter, former CSU Ram. To, oh, yeah. To get that over. The Sloter machine, baby. I was losing my mind. Come on, Kyle. Get in the end of me one time. Over 30 and a half. Biggest fucking let's go in my world over a damn preseason game. I, I'm playing Retro Bowl on my damn phone. While, 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 while watching this game, be like, come on, motherfucker, please just get in the end zone. I don't care how you do it, just do it. And they did it for me. They freaking did it for me. They, they hit it for you. They did what they could, and they got got you what you needed. Um, so that that did happen. But, yeah, I I resemble – I've been hearing some of, some of the remarks, and it's – I'm so excited to know that it's time for the Hall of Fame game. But like a quarter and a half into the Hall of Fame game, I'm over it. I'm like, uh, yeah. let's get to week one, let's get to week two, and and start put making our push for the playoffs, boys. Um, because this is, I don't know what you guys thought football was, but this ain't it. Same same thing with the Pro Bowl. You guys showed up and said you were going to play a football game. Uh, it's not what happened. This is not not what's going on. Um, I have all the schedules pulled up, so let's go ahead. I'll I'll let you make your your. We'll go one at a time. So let's start with. Uh, who he thinks is going to go it's, fourth it's, first, and then we'll go back. It's easily the, the the Bills first. It's not even a question. Okay. Um, I'm so high on the Bills. Like I said, I if I'm a betting man, which I am, <laughs> I'm betting on the Bills to make at least the Super Bowl. I think they're the, the team to beat. In make the, AFC. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think they're the team to beat in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I think they're better. I think what they did in the off season, get, getting uh, uh, getting Von Miller. Uh, bolstering up their 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 defense on the back back end as well, uh, getting James Cook in the backfield. I think that's a major upgrade. They're in the hunt for another running back, possibly Kareem Hunt, apparently because he's not happy in Cleveland. Um, like most people, <laughs> and, I wouldn't be happy. In Cleveland. I wouldn't be happy either. And, and then also possibly in the hunt for OBJ. So if you're the Buffalo Bills, that's a team that I'm looking at. I'm like, man, everything wants to Buffalo because the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, if they can get home field advantage all the way through the playoffs, it's a lock. I hate saying that it's a lock. You go into Buffalo in January, that is no fun for nobody. No one is, uh, no one's going to enjoy that. And mm-hmm. Josh Allen thrives in it. So, so if, if Buffalo can can re- retain, or not retain, but but attain a, a home field advantage throughout the playoffs, that's my Super Bowl. Team, team to make the Super Bowl, and, and I'm and I'm making a way too early prediction. Team that I'm betting on to win the Super Bowl. Yes, I guess the betting favorite, but I, I'm hot this highly on this team. I think McDermott has done such a great job with that team. He, he's he's an absolute job. 
animal. I think losing Dable that hurts, but I still think you did an awesome job upgrading elsewhere, um, player-wise to get some to bring some championship mentality to the team. I cannot stress enough how much Von Miller brought to that Rams team last year. As much as it hurts you guys, Von Miller having that championship uh, pedigree on him, being like, boys, we only got to do one game at a time. You don't have to be Superman for for for, for ten games. You do yeah. one game at a time, one quarter at a time. Yeah, he got that through Aaron Donald's head because Aaron Donald didn't do shit for the first three quarters of, of that Super Bowl and absolutely took over in the fourth took quarter over, and won exactly. himself an MVP. Yeah, no. Once that's in reach, once that's in reach, you, you can taste it. And that's what Vaughn Miller thinks is going to bring to his Bills team. Yeah. I, it's, 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 I think that's a, it cannot be enough testament to him. And look, I, I'm like I said, I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in football. I think, I think it's him, it's him, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes on their own pedestal. And everybody else falls in after that, so that's that. That's where I'm at with the Bills. Like I said, there's no doubt I'm, they have them. I have them as number one. I think. I think. Look, I think this is the most t- easy, the easiest division to pick a number one in general. Very easy. I could. I could go elsewhere with the AFC West. I could go elsewhere with the AFC North, depending on what happens. A, A, AFC uh, uh, South, same exact thing. This is the most AFC top-heavy team by far and away. I think. I don't think the Jets can snip their jock. I don't think the Dolphins can do that either. And the Patriots, if they're lucky, can go, can win one game against them during the regular season. So for that matter, I'm Bills all the way. Uh, I'm not as gung-ho. I was gung-ho on the Bills, I think, too. If they beat the Chiefs, I would say uh, I, I didn't pick the Bengals to beat the Chiefs anyways in the AFC Championship. But if, if it's the Bengals and the Bills in that AFC Championship game, I think that that – that kind of gets out of hand, especially because you got to play in Buffalo. Um, and I don't know. I think I'd like to think that Burrow can do what he did in, in that kind of weather, but I'd have to see it first. Uh, I'm not as high on the bills because they should have been the first seed last year. There's no doubt about it. The, you're talking about a Tennessee Titans team that had no Derrick Henry and the bills for the last two weeks of the season were, they, they had the chance similar to, uh, um, I can't remember it was the the it, the Colts. All they had to do was win one out out of your last three, and you end up going zero and three or something like that down the stretch, and you miss out on the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Now, you end up going to Kansas City, losing in one of the best games that I've seen in the last few years. You, you're not that far off, but you still Von Miller's going to have to come in and prove that he's got this team moving all in one direction. He's got to come in and prove that these bills aren't going to fall asleep at some point during the regular season. Uh, I can go back to the, the Cardinals game that the, the, everybody remembers the meme that happened afterward, the F at D hops down there somewhere. The bills had a 21 point lead in that game. The bills should have put the Cardinals away and they allowed a, a, what I, in my opinion, is a very mediocre Arizona Cardinals team to come back from three touchdowns down and win on a hail Mary because this team doesn't have that killer instinct. So do I think that they're going to be number one in the AFC East? Yes. Do I think that they have the talent to be the number one seed in the AFC? Yes, they should, but it's the Buffalo Bills. And for some reason, I can see them. They can win the division, and I can see them being like a three or four seed. That's where I see. Something always happens with them. It it never seems to amaze me. But I. Four Super Bowls in a row, some bad juju, some bad witchcraft put on this team and be like, no, you're never going to win anything. You'll always be good enough to be be relevant, but you won't be anything ever. Well, yeah. And I mean, you're in, you're the third team in New York. You're kind of out there in the middle of nowhere. So you don't necessarily even fall under the New York media market, but 
you kind of do. You have that little bit of, of that expectation. Um, so we both are picking the Bills to win the AFC East. However, we are not on the same page after that. You have them as your Super Bowl favorite. I'm a little yeah. bit hesitant. I want to see I want to see them um, come November, December, January, instead of kind of peaking and plateauing and maybe going a little bit down at that point in the season. Let's ramp things up. If, if Josh Allen is the number one quarterback, in, if he's going to be the, the new standard of a guy that's going to be a quarterback under the age of 20, 26, I think is what everybody's standard is at now. If you're, if you're looking at Mahomes and lower, if you're going to be that next dude, you got to be that next dude in January. I, I know that you can beat teams in September, October, and and, and November, give me December, January, and then playoff football. And, and, and if I'm being, being argumentative here, let's be honest. He didn't lose that chiefs game. His defense. No, he didn't. He didn't. He did not, he, his so, defense so. was, that it, defense it was not was his the fault. Down. He did everything he could to win that game, and his defense literally. Didn't and hey, I think that they, I think that defense stands up. I think they win that game if Von Miller's on that defense in that yeah. game. Yeah. So I, I do think I agree with you that he's going to be a huge X factor. But you gotta, like I said, in the moments that I'm, I'm looking for something out of him. There's a lot of times where I go, okay, you had the chance to be that that team, and and now I'm just okay on you. So. Um, I, I hate to compare, but does not look like the abs a little bit. I mean, I mean, as as appalling yeah. as it can be, a team that was always just like you know maybe we're a playoff team. We stick around. We got the stud that we throw in as the guy. We, we should be. Him, we we, we have yeah. contenders in like with some championship pedigree, some some decent guys that that will not contribute well, but will contribute enough. That, that, that can bring that into your team. Like I said, I think it's a perfect storm. That's the only reason why I'm doing this. It I, could I, be. I, 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 don't, I hate doing it. I hate picking Super Bowl winners before <laughs> before even the first week of preseason starts. Because technically, we're not even through the first full preseason team. But mm-hmm. I have to because of how high I'm on this team. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Who's number two? Who do you have as number two? Number two, I think we're going to differ here. I think we are. I'm going the Dolphins. I hate saying it, but I'll tell you why after my third team. But the Dolphins, I think, I think their offense is going to be better. I hate saying it. I think their offense with, with, with Gaskin being back and getting the likes of Raheem Mostert, I think their running game is going to be a they're, lot better. They're, I, so, they're fast. Like they're their fast. offense, yeah. Tyree Kill, um, Jalen Waddle, and Raheem Mostert, all, all three alone are the top five fastest players of their position. Like you, you it, this team is going to be basically an Oregon style, style offense, Oregon 2010s style offense. Yeah. So and you're not going to be able to stop a nosebleed. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think the defense is where they're going to hurt, but I think they have the firepower and the offensive firepower to to overpass the Patriots. I hate saying that, but I think they do. I think the Patriots are going to be lacking offensively a lot, and I think the Dolphins can outscore them. I'm not saying they can out defense them because I don't think the Patriots have that great of a defense anymore either. But I think that the Dolphins can do that to a point, and, and I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't. I only think this division only has one team, but. I do think they do finish second, and they're sniffing around in the wild card position. Because, like I said, last year up until the second week of the end of the year, till the end of the year, they're in they're in the wild card uh, hunt. So, yeah. and that was and that was and that was with Tua playing the best he could. So, so you're getting to a point where full season healthy of Tua, you add in Tyree Kill, you add in some running back depth. Mike McDaniel has some tools to run with. So, for that reason, I have to have the Dolphins here second. Yeah, um, I don't think that they I. For some reason, I'm thinking in my head they might have gotten rid of Jusecki. I don't think that they did. Um, 
I hope they did it. Yeah. I think that he's I think that he's still there because he's gonna be he basically you're looking at him to be Tua's Wooby. And when Tua gets comfortable with his Wooby, he's gonna be able to start taking some deep shots. And that's where you get the offense to open up with the waddles and the Tyree kills. But it is gonna be like I don't know how it's going to, he's going to feel this way, but you're going to have to make him comfortable and somehow convince him that he's your guy. Cause two is not dumb. Like he did graduate from Alabama. He did graduate with a degree. He's, he understands, he see, he can read the tea leaves just like the rest of us and go, wow, these guys really don't have all that much confidence in me. My owner was offering my coach a $1,500 bonus every time that they lost so that we could get a better quarterback than me in the draft. That doesn't feel good. No, um, it does. I, and I, like I said, I, I, I'm not a Tua hater. I know a lot of people are. People are like, Tua is this or else. I never thought Tua was better than Burrow. I me. never I never thought he was. I'm a Tua I, hater. I know you are. I never thought he was he was better than Burrow. I at times thought he was better than Herbert coming out of the draft, or obviously that's not true. But I think the guy has done nothing but win wherever he's been at. He, he's been stuck with some bad back injuries. And you get him the right weapons and the right coaching – Who's to say that Jalen Waddle doesn't turn into Debo Samuel 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or Tyree Kill is used the exact same way. Do you not think Mike McDaniel is cooking up some things where, where, where Tua can throw just some, just some out routes to, 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 uh, to Tyree Kill or have a go route by, um, by, by Jalen Waddle over the top? Like, he is drawing all these, these plays up that, that are just going to work marvelously for him to make his life as easy as possible. And you have running backs that can just run the fuck out of the ball. Just just like I said, just dogs. They don't have to be the best running backs in the world, but guys that can run, absolutely mm-hmm. run. And I think that's a recipe for success to the point where they won't like the playoffs but be a second team in this division. Yeah, I, um, I can't agree with you there. I think that it's – I have them as three. I think that the Patriots – it kind of depends on who you think which Alabama quarterback is going to take the the step in the championship. Excuse me, I am talking all day in class and then now going to practice and having this. My voice will get there, but it's definitely struggling right now. I'm about to start sounding like Morgan Freeman. I don't know why, but when my voice goes out, it goes like super deep, and then it, it's just gone. <clears throat> uh, I think. Mac Jones is going to take <clears throat> is is poised to take more of a step forward than Tua is. I I get that they're similar. Like I'd say that they're probably on even footing. You can maybe say make the case that Tua is behind then because Tua has a year of experience on Mac, but not really because of the injury. Um, so they're similar experience wise. Who's going to take the step up? I don't think that they're going to – either of them are capable of taking a step up big enough to push the Bills for number one in the division. I know that the, the Patriots finished with one less loss. Uh, it was all one one game separated two and three uh, from the Bills in last year's standings, the way that everything finished out. That was, like I said, the Bills faltering towards the end of the season and the Patriots and Dolphins winning like games against the Jets. Uh, or the Giants, like easy, easy matchups that anybody could go out there and win. So I'm picking the Patriots to be two. I'm picking the Dolphins to be three. And we both then have the Jets being fourth. Oh, uh, wait, did I pick the Patriots last? Oh, my God. I, I, oh, I, no, I, I know not, you well enough. No, I did I, not do that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put. We put Don through enough stress when he does listen to us talk about the Jets. I didn't need to put him through well, that. Me, so I knew. Before we quickly move to the Jets, I want to say one thing. Matt Patricia is calling plays for the Patriots. 
Patriots. Yes, that yeah, Patricia. On, on offense, that so that makes on offense. No sense. Is, who is our D coordinator for fucking ten years? Mm-hmm. So that's all i'm gonna say and i think people have film on mac jones that's why i think and there's zero weapons not a soul can you name a fucking receiver they have i can't they just traded away the only other one that i knew they did trade for Devontae adams i forgot that but not Devontae adams the the, uh what the fucking receiver from the dolphins Devontae something oh god what's his name Parker? Devontae Parker? Devontae Parker. There it is. Not Devontae Allen. Devontae Parker. Sorry, Devontae Parker. That's his name. So that was good. I'm not that. Raiders. Raiders. I know. I know. I, I, it's late. All right. <laughs> Give me a break here. So that's oh. the only weapon he has. And I think I think he's going to struggle. I think his mm-hmm. defense isn't as good. I think Pat Patricia is not going to be able to dial up plays like Josh McDaniels. Does. As much shit as I gave Josh McDaniels last week, he's a much better coach than Pat Patricia. <laughs> and, and, and I think this offense isn't going to be as explosive. <laughs> That's why I have the Dolphins especially second and Patriots finishes third. Well, yeah, here's the here's the question that I'll ask you. Do you have you probably do, but do you have more than one team winning more than 10 games in this division? Uh, I, I don't. Mean, well, no, I, no. I don't. I, I see think the Dolphins go nine and eight if that yeah. I think the Dolphins and Patriots, whoever finishes second, is gonna finish second at nine and eight, and it's gonna go just down from there. I see the Bills as the only team. And really, if you look at the Bills schedule, they're set up to have that little the lull at the end of the season that I was talking about. Cause they'll they will have um they'll they'll go Dolphins in week 15 at Chicago week 16. Now that's it's not like it's gonna be a tough matchup skill-wise, but that's Chicago in in the late part of the season on Christmas Eve. So it could be a bad weather game, and, and who knows? And then you go Bengals the week after that, and you finish at the Patriot or home against the Patriots. So their schedule has parts of it. I mean, they start off, they go the Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs. So, like, they, they have a rough schedule till they're by, and it doesn't necessarily get a ton easier. They're not going to be able to just shut it down for a week. I don't see them. <clears throat> similar to what they did this year, I see the Bills winning this division and not being able to sit their starters in their last game. They're still playing for, like I said, a three well, versus see, a four yeah. seed in in the playoffs. Um, where are you seeing any room for improvement in the New York Jets? I, I, honestly, I said it before the draft start, or after the first round ended. They got they got a fucking tackle and and Beckton. Mm-hmm. Gary Wilson, one of the best receivers <laughs> in the draft, top three, if not the best. You got probably the best corner in the draft, Sauce Corner. I thought this team was improved. And then the rumors come out saying that Joe Flacco is going to be starting right now. I can't uh, make this shit up, Jimmy. You mm-hmm. really can't. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh my, it's so fucking funny. Robert Solo thinks that this team can win this fucking division, so he's throwing Joe Flacco out there. Oh god, it's hilarious, Jimmy. It has to be to I, piss Wilson it, off, right? It, it, it can't it's, be. It's, I hope it is. I hope uh, well, it is. there's it no be. way that it's there's no way it that it's true. Be. It can't be true. It, <laughs> it it, maybe be. it's like maybe it's a half truth. I I don't see Robert Sala as a guy that would. <laughs> that would throw out a total BS lie like that. So maybe it's a half truth. And he just wants Wilson to be like, Hey buddy, I get that you like to crush your friend's moms, but let's go ahead and rein things in and actually play football. Let's not worry about the after party. Let's worry about the game. 
I, 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 said, I thought the Lions and the Jets hammered the draft. I thought they did so good that they set themselves up for success. I think that honestly, because the <laughs> do I love Dan Campbell? Like, do I love Dan Campbell in the Lions? Yes, but I really think that it could be the Jets and Lions again picking the, the, the Jets, Lions, and Giants have the like te- reservations the at the top. And the five. Bears would like to have a conversation as well. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, okay. So I, I mean, like, there's too uh, many teams at that table now. Exactly Damn. right. And but if they start Joe Flacco, I kid you not, everything is out the door. This is Sam Darnold too. It's, yeah, it's and not. You, you have to have trust in him. Poor Sam Darnold also is on the trade block again, by the way. That they can't get rid of him because Baker is the starting quarterback. He's already won the job, so he's already on the trade block. Poor guy. Well, already... I I want to I want to wait. Let's reserve what? judgment. I can, I know that yeah. there's reports and everything coming out. Let's reserve judgment because they're about to start the week where they have the joint practices and that the, changes the a lot. preseason. It yes, it does. The preseason games are a total joke, but those practices when you're getting the actual scrimmage type reps, that's where you're going to actually see the reports come out because it, last week it was Baker and Darnold are having a hell of a quarterback battle. And it might be that Darnold's pulling away with that job. And then this week it came back like, oops, no, Baker wow. just needed a week with his new offense. Who who would have thought who new guys that he's never played with before just had to get used to them. Um, so maybe, maybe the Jets and, and Wilson. That, Trump, yeah. yeah. I think that here's my thing. What do you have them topping out win wise? What's the absolute that they're lucky? Four? Four with Hold on. Let me pull up their schedule. I'll tell you their wins right now as we speak. But if they start Joe Flacco, four is pushing it. Okay. Uh, I'm saying that they're not going to, they're going to be smart enough not to start Joe Flacco. Okay. Either way, Baltimore lost, Cleveland lost. I don't care if it's Jacoby Brissett. They're not going to be able to stop Nick Chubb. 0-2, 0-3 against Cincinnati. Wait a second, wait a second. I know, I know what happened last year. I know what happened last year. It's not going to happen twice, Jimmy. It's not going to happen twice. 0-3 at Pittsburgh, 0-4. Versus Miami, 1-4. Okay, let's be generous here. 1-5 against Green Bay in Denver, where they got fucking their shit wrecked by Teddy Bridgewater last year. 1-6. Hey, all gas, no brakes. New England one and seven, Buffalo one and eight, out New England one and nine, versus Chicago two and nine. Give you that game, Minnesota. I honestly maybe two and probably two and ten. Probably two and ten. Buffalo two and eleven. Detroit. I'll give you that one because wait no, it's three and eleven. It's at Detroit though. No no no, it was at home against Detroit. Oh right right right. Three and eleven. Versus Jacksonville at home, four and eleven. Seattle at Seattle, five and eleven. Versus Miami, five and twelve. One of those bad teams you're going to lose against. So that's and that's being generous. So five and twelve. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we did that little exercise because I was thinking in my head I was going to bump them up to like a seven win team. Um, their record, they got seven, hosed seven, record-wise. Yeah, seven wins means that they beat all the bad teams. That means you have to beat the Broncos, who were last place. It means you have to beat uh, uh, Chicago. Steelers. You have to beat the Steelers. You have to beat Minnesota. You have to beat Detroit. You have to beat Jacksonville. You have to beat Seattle. There's seven wins. I'll tell you right now, they're not winning all those games. No, no uh, fucking shot. No shot. Uh, if this team wins more than six games, 
I don't know what I'll do. Dom can, Dom can fucking, I can write, I love the Jets across my forehead if they win for a full, for a full month on, on this show, if they win more than six games. But this team, I'm telling you right now, this is a death's row of fucking teams that they have to play for a last place team in the division. It is not pretty. Uh, I'm saying that there's a chance that the Bengals lose against the Jets, but I also am I'm the <coughs> same guy. I talked Dom into another bet. Uh, we're we're still hammering out the details because he didn't. I tried to get him. I talked him into it, but then he was talked out of it. I talked him into another chest hair bet where it was me versus him straight up, and he he agreed to it. I'm that. I was that. Good only better than preseason games, Jim, because they look um, good in the preseason. We're doing that again, Jimmy. Because the Jets look good in the preseason. We're doing that shit again. Jets. Oh, Joe Flacco's looking good in the preseason. Uh-oh. There aren't many times where I've had a guest on. As the host, where I'm like, damn, I wish I could have stopped him from saying that. But like, as he, as we were going on that phone really call, and he goes, yeah. I kid you not, I started crying laughing. Please go back and listen to that episode because I hope uh, he doesn't bet on this team because of the preseason again. I'm telling you yeah. right now, five is generous. Six, is I think the, the video is definitely still. No you can definitely still find the video on our social medias. Um, yeah, Dom had to wax his chest because he bet. The Jets would beat the Broncos because the Jets looked good in preseason. That was the rationale that we were given. Um, <laughs> I knew Terry Bridgewater was going to beat their team. That's how badly. I, that's how badly I, I I thought of that team. Terry I'd Bridgewater. Like to, I wore like two gloves in. for a month. Yeah. Let me not forget. I wore two gloves for a damn month on this show because I had because of Teddy Bridgewater. So, uh, I mind everybody on that. But no, the Jets. Like you said. Five wins is pushing it, being generous. Six wins, you're having a hell of a season. Seven wins, my God, fucking throw a parade. Because because I, I, like I said. You, Seven wins and we're getting a Knicks video, bye, but it's the Jets. Before the bye week, Jimmy, I'd be surprised if they got three wins. Well, as, as I look at it, no, you're, you're not right? wrong. In, before you're not the, wrong in that. After the bye week, it gets a lot easier. Before <laughs> the bye week, I'd be surprised if they, get, if they, if they went three and six, I'd be like, this is a W. This is a W. Good for you. You're doing well. <laughs> it's it's not looking good for like that. I wish that I could be a... more optimistic for you. I freaking love that they have black helmets. I freaking love the Cougar Hunter over there. But my God, if you start Joe Flacco, you might as well just go in 0 and 17. Like, like, come on. Tank for Bryce Young or tank for uh, uh, fucking CJ Stroud, I guess, right? <laughs> because you're going to be in that position again next year. And you know that conversation is going to come up. If you're one of the top three worst teams in the league and that conversation comes up about cj stroud or bryce young do not think the jets might take a swing on that i mean just that does not have a good year here we go again right yeah no they're not going to be and they're the <clears throat> this is the franchise that's not going to be patient with a young quarterback if because now rightly or wrongly that story of his where the the homie hopper has we always look at the betting lines because we like to to throw some money on sports every now and then he went just because of that story to like two on the MVP voting. And it wasn't because he's expected to have a great breakout season. I don't think that he's going to, I think that Zach Wilson is going to struggle. He's playing a lot of really good defenses. Even the teams that we say are bad. Like Seattle has a good defense. They have a good defensive core still around them. Jacksonville, um, maybe one of the best, one of the most improved teams, Detroit. Maybe most improved teams. You're not. You're playing the worst teams possible that were terrible last year. That made a lot of good offseason moves that you didn't. Yeah. So, oh. like said, you're, you're playing the last place Broncos. 
Russell fucking Wilson. You're playing the last place Browns. Fucking, fucking, who knows what Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you won't be playing. That early, it's probably even. still going to be Jacoby Brissett. Either, yeah. either way, you're not stopping Nick Chubb. And Miles Garrett is going to eat Joe Flacco slash Zach Wilson for breakfast, lunch, and dinner twice. And so, they're so, giving you, like, they gave you the Ravens week one. Like, you're going to get fucked. That is, that is my lock of the first week. Yeah. <laughs> even I mean, it's in it's in the Meadowlands, and I still don't see – there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be Baltimore. Even the three that you normally get as a home team, that, that to me, that would bring it to like a nine-point spread, maybe down to a six-and-a-half-point spread. That's where I see the, the benefit of that game being played in New York. So uh, recap here, your division standings for the AFC East, the Bills winning it and winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to put, make sure that that's still out there because – I had my bold Bills take as as like the lead of the show forever in the playoffs. Uh, number two, the Dolphins co- overcoming the disaster that is their ownership and management situation. You had the Patriots three and the Jets fourth. I had the Bills, uh, Patriots, Dolphins, and then the Jets coming in at number four. So same bottom, uh, just a little same bit same different time. how the middle worked bit, out. Yeah, A little bit different meat mixture in the middle. <clears throat> now we uh, we can get into – the start bench cut and, and kind of wrap things up for episode 104 of the far into the bench podcast here on the variety sports network. Uh, but before we do mention, if you want some cool new merch, we got merch now available in the variety sports network store, go to uh, bonfire.com slash store slash variety dash sports dash network. And you can go ahead, grab all of your variety sports network merch. It's not just our stuff, but we do have some fire hats, tank tops, mugs, t-shirts, uh, crew necks. There's a lot of good stuff that they have available I, well, there. I, I had some friends order some stuff. Hats came in. They're looking fire. So, yeah. so like I said, it's a pretty quick turnaround. So only a week. So get on that. If you need a, I don't know, a fucking Labor Day week or not Labor Day weekend, a memorial. No, not no, it is day. Labor Day. You're right, Labor Day. It is Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. That's your birthday. Yeah, I know it is. I still forget that Labor Day weekend present. Go get that. If you want to save up on a. Christmas present, go get that. There's mugs. Like I said, it's gonna get cold soon. It's gonna mm-hmm. get nice and toasty. So, so not, not toasty. You're gonna have to get nice and toasty up against the fire because it's gonna be cold out soon. So, gotta better warm up with all that gear. Yeah. So uh, that link is in our bio at FEOTB Pod and our Instagram and our Twitter uh, Variety Sports Network uh, in their link tree as well. So that's at Variety underscore Sports underscore. If you're not listening on the at FEOTB Pod feeds. We're going to start bench cut, and we did this with the uh, seventh inning stretch guys, Josh and Logan, last week. So if you didn't catch their interview, go back and listen to episode 103. Uh, but we basically, they're big Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals fans, big baseball guys. They oh, are the baseball. Are, are in town too this week. Yeah, yeah, they're going to beat the Rockies. That's fine. Um, they, the Rockies got pounded 13-5 to five on Monday by the Dodgers. Um so that's where we're, we said that we're not talking about baseball anymore, Nico. I know, uh, I know, I know, I know. I didn't talk about the Rockies. I talked about the Cardinals coming. Yeah, the Honestly. Cardinals being the Cardinals being here. So we gave them three of their more current superstars, guys that are important to the team, and we had them start bench cut. So we're doing the same thing with us now, except we're not doing baseball. We're going to be doing football because training camps are underway. We're getting the joint practices going. We're going to have more preseason games um, back, but. Thursday was the start of it. We're not going to have a football less weekend now until the end of February, first week of March. It's a beautiful, beautiful Bless thing. Bless no, up. It's Bless uh, up. so I'm going to, we'll start. I'm, I'll give you your three Broncos players. So the three Broncos players, and I'm not going back further than 
the first year that Peyton Manning got here. So here's what I have for you. Um, I'm going to give, let's go. I, I'll, I'll start with PFM. I'll start with Peyton Manning. Um, I got my strings already. Vaughn Miller. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it really hurt because I uh, just because I can. Demarius Thomas. Oh, Jimmy, you did not know. I no. did. I did. I'm sorry. Oh, I had to. Fuck. Oh, fuck. oh, I hate that I'm gonna have to do this. We'll have to do this. Obviously, I, we I, know I, that any everybody that you bench and cut, you have just as much love in your yeah, heart. Yeah, there's especially on eight 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 day as we're recording this. Obviously, the eight ten year old listening to this. So shout out DT one more time for the, for love them. I didn't even realize that, but that's cool. I, that I, I had know. That. They, they, Georgia Tech had a. Um, Create create a foundation for his hometown for his hometown. So, two players now, one each side of the ball is going to wear number eight because um, that's where he wore at Georgia Tech. So that's going to be the DT, um, uh, the, the the like the honorary number that LSU does. I forgot the number, but it's the honorary number that's given to the stud on offense, stud on defense to wear number eight. So um, okay, I'm not going to make you do this to him on on this day. I'm going to switch it instead of DT. I'll give you Emmanuel Sanders, the Emmanuel Sanders that played for the Broncos. I know I, 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 that I, I, makes I, it a lot yeah. easier, but it does. I have, I'm starting Peyton. I, I have well, to. It's I, look. Here's the thing. Do you get Peyton without Vaughn? I don't think so. No, you don't. You don't. But I have to start Peyton because Peyton is a fucking god in this town. Vaughn is too, but that's why I'm benching Vaughn. Even if it was DT or if it was Emmanuel Sanders, I have to cut them because because I'm a running because I because I played fullback. Okay, I'm a fucking running back at heart. Okay, I I feel as though receivers are interchangeable at some point in their career. DT is is interchangeable. I don't not interchangeable. He is the greatest Broncos receiver of all time. I'm not denying that, but I just feel like you you can always get another receiver. There won't ever be another DT, but you can always get another receiver. You'll never you can never replace Peyton Manning. The Colts are still trying to do that after eight, ten years. I think that they have it now with Matt Ryan. Uh, um, um, the the uh, Von Miller is it's I, I think is the best defensive player in your team's history. That's a lot of that's a lot of praise for a team that had Steve Atwater, Carl Mecklenburg, you go down the list of names. Randy Gratishaw, Randy, yeah. Randy Gratishaw, you go down the list of names. I think he's the best of all time. Champ Bailey too. Like Champ talk about Bailey's too. I mean, you can go down a full, full who's who of this of this organization. And unfortunately, I have to cut the receiver because, I, like I said, I think I think DT is, is as special as he was as a player. I think you can the re- receivers. Like I said losing to Patrick. I'll I'll, I'll compare this to this. losing to Patrick hurt. But I feel like I feel like the likes of Jerry Judy or likes of uh, um, KJ Hamler can step in and fill that role. I feel like you can fill that role. You can never replace a Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning will forever be a king in the city. It doesn't matter what he does or where he's at. Peyton Manning is rocking orange blue. <laughs> he started his career as gold, but he chose to be a Bronco. Just remember the Indianapolis. Just remember that. He chose to live in Denver. He chose to be a Bronco. He didn't choose you. He chose us. So suck it. One more time. And Vaughn, I have nothing but love for Vaughn. So that's why I have to do it like that. For you? <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, uh, uh. I'm not even, I, I, I'm not even certain if you're going to know the I, more important I, I, I can. I can. Okay, okay. I'll figure it out. You okay. might be able to put in because you could put in maybe. You I'm going put in back because, players, because yeah. look, you have not had recent success the last ten years, so I'm going to go. All are you way talking back. about the year that we had back to back number one overall picks the two years in a row? Either way, I here guess, we go. Okay. I guess you can call that not successful. Okay, Ken Anderson, shout out, shout out, Augie football. One more time, Ken Anderson. 
Um, Joe Burrow. That's the other one. Joe Burrow. Who was the third one? Oh, Ocho Cinco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're picking either the greatest quarterback in your franchise history, arguably the greatest receiver in franchise history up to this point, and the next best star, <laughs> your team. No, I I think I mean it's gonna be. I don't think that. Oh no 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 no! Hold on no 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 no! Stop stop stop! I'm making this harder for you. Fuck that. <clears throat> What the uh, Anthony Munoz is replacing Chad Johnson? I take it back. We're fucking. Yep, I'm. That's really, not. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I made it easy. I made it you hard on. This. No, I know, but then I. I okay, that's it up because on of you. DT though. I, Chad Johnson has done nothing wrong with him, so I'm pl- replacing him with Anthony Munoz. I'll, I'll make it easier for you. No Ken Harrison, Chad Johnson, Anthony Munoz, and Joe Burrow. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um. It is. I think I, mean, I know you, how you're gonna go, but you I'll... you kind of I mean, here's the the history. It's not the it shouldn't be the way that it is, but the way that this this world has worked and the way the NFL has worked, the only player to ever wear a Cincinnati Bengals uniform that's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame currently is Anthony Munoz. I think Ken Anderson and there's Ken Riley who used to play DB for the Bengals, played for a long time, was very good. There are guys that you can make arguments that should be in the NFL that played for the Bengals, but <clears throat> you're right. The mediocrity, the stink of mediocrity and the cheapness of the franchise. Now it's changing for the better, hopefully, but yeah, it's, it's bad. So I'm going to say that you have to start Anthony Munoz. I'm benching, I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah, I'm benching Joe Burrow. It's a, he's the greatest. Here's the thing. Pound for pound. Anthony Munoz is the greatest player to ever wear your uniform. There's nobody. Can't you can't. Yeah. Can't there's, there's absolutely nobody that you can actually. You, you can I think maybe him. Joe Burrow can pass that one point, but he hasn't at done. some point, yes, but it, it's still it way too early. Yeah. Benching Burrow because Burrow is the hopes and dreams of the franchise. We're going to be whatever same. money Mike Brown is willing to pay uh, or tie up in whatever Joe Burrow's Joe, contract. Joe, they give him a blank check. He writes the number down. And they say yes. That's yeah, how, hopefully that's how the it, negotiations go. I think the For way sure that go. you're going to have to hook him is you're going to have to pay like. Make sure that his parents still stay in Athens, but like maybe they don't have to work. Upgrade and, them a house. Yeah. Upgrade them a mansion. I don't know. Give them. A, I don't know if there's lakes around there. Get them a house on the lake. Give them a boat. I don't You're know. You're gonna have to. Lake. He's a guy that. He's a guy college, that strikes ain't, me as you got to take care of his family as well. Yeah, this ain't college football of the 2010s. You can you can juice his family up with whatever he wants. Yes. So I think that you got to bench him, and I love Ocho. The thing about Ocho is. Uh, he was the bright spot in some of the worst times as a Bengals fan. So I love him, and I'm glad that he kind of went. He went other places, and people started to pay attention to his skill more so than just his mouth like they did when he played in Cincinnati. Arguably the quickest feet and, like, crispest break at the top of a route of all time. And I've heard receivers and DBs make that case, not just Bengals fans like myself. Uh, if you just look at Ocho Cinco at the top of like a stick or an out or anything, he's always losing the cornerback. That's why he was called always open because he could always just snap it off wherever he was and be ready to go. Pause on that, by the way. I know that could <laughs> got to watch myself. It sounds bad, but it's not bad. About <laughs> True. Um, yeah. If he didn't have the antics and focused a little bit more on playing, we could be talking about I, I one of he- the best receivers of all time. I think he's done an incredible job mentoring your young receiving core. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's no doubt Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and, and uh, what the fuck's his other name? What the other, what's the other one named? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, that's right. Are all going to him for mentorship. 
There's zero doubt about that. I think he's done a great job working with Madden, get, get, working on doing the whole ratings thing, the social media shit. He's done an incredible job, absolutely incredible job. And, he's a guy that you should look to when you want to figure out how to handle your financials. He's spent none of his money. Exactly. He's very, very smart in that aspect, and he's done great things. So, like I said, I could have thrown in Carson Palmer, just, but I knew you would. Oh, that would have been – yeah, I wouldn't even cut. put him on that list. I, would, I, I, said, I don't he, recognize him as a Bengals, Bengals I could, player. I could have thrown any Dalton in there too, but I know that Joe Burrow is – and that would have been easily cut as well. But Ocho, like you said, Ocho Single has done great things to, to make the Bengals – Relevant in the 2000s and slash 20 early 2010s, and then the also the only like, reason, yeah, the only, the only reason they're relevant and, and now has done great things to, to mentor the young receivers in the game, too. Because like I said you can go down to Judy, you can go down the list of young wide receivers that have all gone to him for, for advice, and that's great to see. Like I said, we love seeing those, those young or well, not young but recently retired receivers getting back to the game like they are. Yeah, he's still, I mean one of the guys, one of the more entertaining personalities that have ever played in the NFL. So no disrespect to him. And I'd say also, I was going to mention this before we got into the Bengals, Manuel Sanders was very important uh, to the Broncos winning in 2015. I don't, I, he wasn't on the team when they lost, right? He can't, he got signed no, the year yeah, after. He, it was Eric Decker and Wes Welker was on yeah. the team. So he, he got signed and the Broncos ended up winning. And then also he goes to Buffalo and turns that whole situation around. Like Emmanuel Sanders has, now that he's off of the bad team, like the really bad the black and yellow Steelers team, yeah. he, he's definitely a, a guy that I've earned. He's, a, he's a free agent also. So, you know, if uh, we can't find a replacement for Tim Patrick, I think you can give him number 10 and let Jerry Judy wear number four. That's all I'm saying. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing information out there for the public. If you can't find a replacement for Tim Patrick, I know where one is. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we're we're gonna go ahead. This has been a, a good episode. There's a lot packed into this one. Uh, went a little bit shorter than normal, but we still got a few few weeks until the actual NFL games start. We'll be back to the full two hours. But we hope you enjoyed this one. Before we get out of here, follow at FEOTB Pod. Um, all social medias. Follow us wherever you're listening to podcasts. Follow the Variety Sports Network as well, and on their social media at Variety underscore Sports underscore. Uh, great shows all throughout the week. Uh, they have if you follow them on their social medias, they'll post the weekly schedules, and you can find us on Wednesdays as well as on our own feed on Wednesdays. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, Variety Sports, and the far end of the bench. All of that, all of that great stuff. Uh, <clears throat> big shout out once again to Warren Garrett. I will say it correctly. I had it linked right, but he did point out I said it wrong in last week's video. Warren Garrett Music.com, not Warren Garrett.com, Warren Garrett Music.com. You can also find him at Warren Garrett Music, Warren Garrett Music on uh, all of his social medias. He's the guy that you hear on the intro and outro and that new uh, little musical riff that we have put together. So uh, I think that's all the business. What you, what you got for the people, Nick? Yeah, like I said, I, I as you heard in the beginning of the episode, I think we need a walkout music or, and a walk or uh, coming in and a walkout music because this shit fucking slaps. Uh, who is it? What's the guy's ba, name? Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> That's an excellent song too. Da, 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 da. Yeah, if it go. wasn't for Warren Garrett and we don't have fucking sick beats, that would be the actual music for today's episode. Shout out Edwin Diaz and the fucking bets. My 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 world Edwin series, Diaz. my world series bet now because of the music. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one of the more. I'd say that is now going to be on par with the Enter Sandman. 
Oh, 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 it's almost Sebastian. Uh, this Air Sandman is fucking haunting, but this shit fucking slaps. Here's the thing. You hear that guitar riff from Metallica, and you know oh, the game's yeah. over as a Yankees yeah. fan. You go, do, 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 and you're like, oh, we're good. Here comes Mariano. Ima- comes imagine, getting, imagine getting eight innings of DeGrom or Scherzer, and then this fucking music plays. <laughs> da, 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 da. The fucking, and him jogging <laughs> to the beat of it, too. Yeah, he does. He does. He moves when he, he comes out of the bullpen. And he listens moving. to it and fucking moves to it. It's yeah. incredible. All oh, right. I love it. Uh, let's, let's get out of here. Let's get some rest. We will see you guys uh, next Wednesday. But for now, episode 104, Jimmy Plato. Nico Bryant, thank you guys for listening to the Far End of the Bench podcast. We will check you guys next Wednesday. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.